Um, for those of you who don't know, we, um, this past weekend, we, or last, it's been a week, a week ago, um, we took seven teenagers to the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. And for those of you who are like, oh, what a drive, how do you do that? Let me tell you my secret. I secretly love road trips. Like, I love them. I love preparing for them. I, lo- I can just sit in the car and, like, enjoy uh, you know, I can listen to their rap music. You know, I just, I don't have a problem with it now. And Neam loves me, so he also loves road trips because he loves me. So, um, you know, before you get all, oh, how did you go so far, blah, blah, blah. No, we, it was fun. So, um, do you want to say anything before I start? No, we make a good team, uh, me and Jesus, too. So, no, you, it was a, a great team effort, and we appreciate everybody's uh, prayer and support. Yeah getting us there uh, and the experience and then getting us home. So we, we certainly appreciate that. All right. So we want to, we have have something special. We've got a video for you guys first. Okay. Over this past weekend, God has really changed my perspective on how I view worship. Growing up and as a kid, it was just this thing that I kind of had to do. Like we would come to Sunday mornings and I had to stand, I had to raise my hands, had to sing all the words, you know, it was just this thing that I had to do. And, you know, we stand there for 30 minutes and once it was over, you were feeling like, oh God, it's over. Thank you. It was just boring. It was not fun. I did not want to go every Sunday morning and just stand there because I didn't feel anything and it was just something that I had to do. It's just been like that ever since I've been, as I've been growing up, it's just been the same. I learned to hate Sunday mornings, you know, I didn't want to get up early and come and just stand there for nothing. I've always kind of felt like that, and I was talking to my friend one day, and I was like, you know, I don't understand worship. Like, how can you want to stand there and worship? She's like, it's like a concert for me. It's like, I have fun. It's like a concert for God. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever you say. And I do not feel that way. And I didn't understand what she was trying to say. And over this past weekend, I really felt different. I, for the first time, I understood what she meant by concert for God. There was this one song, and the the worship leader, he was like freestyling for God, and it was like a really cool beat, and we had like a dance competition for God, and it was just, it was so fun, and it was so great, and I wanted to be there. And for the first time, I understood what she meant by concert for God. Even during the slow songs that I thought I could never learn to like, enjoy and stuff I would just stand there and I felt peace I felt this presence God's presence and it was just a whole new understanding of what worship for God was I'm so excited to take that with me now like in Sunday mornings I'm excited to you know worship like that worship for God worship for fun not for just something that I had to do for a certain amount of time I feel free to worship however God wants me to worship and I'm really excited to take that with me in my walk with God All right, so um, we're all just going to kind of share. Well, like I said, we took seven kids, and so we're all just going to, not all of us are sharing, but some of us are going to just share little pieces of um, what we, what God did in our hearts. And um, th- this was an intense, 
you know, um, I mean, this was three days, like morning, afternoon, night, like, anyway, we, we had a lot of fun too. Don't, don't be fooled. Like we did plenty of silly stuff, but this was an intense, um, time. Just you, you get a lot and you really go home and you just process, um, you know, and I, I was really challenged in, in many ways, you know, I, I had several discussions with Neom this week about like, just, um, oh, what did that mean? And I, I got to read that for myself. And, and that's, you know, God likes that. He wants us to just seek things out, you know, deep calls out to deep. And I just, I pray that those, some of those things were sparked in our young people. Um, I know for me, I was, I was definitely challenged in, in several ways. Just, there were a lot of, um, you know, just culturally relevant topics, um, just challenging topics that maybe aren't always addressed in the church or glossed over kind of, you know, and we went, dived in and went deep. And um, so that was something in my heart. Things were stirred where just I had to seek things out for myself and go home and really like turn this over in my mind and talk to God about it. So, um, and then I also just, you know, one of the speakers was, um, he spoke on a lot of things, but um, one of the things that stood out to me was, vision and, um, how often as Christians, especially as we get older, we're just like running this race and we, we forget about where are we going and what is this all about? You know, at the end of the day, we get to spend eternity with our creator. And I mean, just let that sink in eternity with a creator God who made you and wants to spend eternity with you. Like, just grab hold of that, and then you carry that into your life, and, and then you have a reason. Like, I'm not just running this race with no finish line. Like, the end result is eternity, and I'm not talking like fire and brimstone. I'm talking like God who loves you, the God who is good, those songs we were singing, eternity with him. And so, really, um, you know, Neam and I are not particularly, like, called to be youth pastors, okay? We, we had this discussion this week, like, Okay, youth ministry and children's ministry, children's church, you know, those things are not specifically, you know, in the Bible. You shall have a youth ministry and youth pastors. And, you know, we, we love Jesus, and we're going to take people along with us. And that group happens to be teenagers. Did you want to say something? You no, stood up. You're on, you're on. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know... I, we are so not culturally relevant for the most part. I mean, I, I, he and I are probably the only ones in this room of an auditorium who did not know the Kiki challenge and Kiki, do you love me? And I know now, and I do. if you don't know, you can go home and YouTube it. Okay. You, but you know, like there's just, it's okay. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, maybe it's not a teenager that God's put in your life. Maybe it's just someone else who's different from you, but we're all, if you, call yourself a follower of Jesus, bring some people with you, you know, and you say, I don't understand them. And I have nothing in common with them. Get uncomfortable. You know, it's okay. It's okay that I don't know the Kiki challenge. I mean, it's all right. You know, you just get, you say, I love Jesus. You love Jesus. Let's do this together. We are running this together. And so I just, you know, I was challenged. I was, I was encouraged. I mean, there's nothing like being in a room full of, you know, 13 to 20 year olds just packed out going after God, worshiping God in ways that you never have, you know, I'm, I'm a nineties child and you know, we did not move our hips in church. I mean, that was 
No, you know, it just, that's, and that's what I have in my notes, like worship being redeemed and, and God just redeeming the creative arts. And it was just, it was so encouraging to just, just be in a room full where the presence is falling on teenagers and it's changing you too. So this is not just, you know, any of y'all can come with us. I mean, it's not just for us. You know, we love Jesus. We're taking people with us. Um, and then I wanted to read Psalm 24, um, the first night Corey Russell kind of shared on just um, seeking God, a generation that seeks God in the Jacob. He spoke out of Jacob and how Jacob wrestled with God, which was just great. Like if you read that story in Genesis, how Jacob wrestled with God, you know, Jacob wakes up in the middle of the night and there's this man and you just let's throw down, you know, like it's just, you don't think about that, you know? So, but he just talked about um, how this generation and society in general we we have access to so much knowledge, but we don't know God, and we don't know each other. You know, we know about, you know, I know your Instagram profile, and I, you know, can like your stuff, and but I, do I really know you, and am I, am I vulnerable with each other? And just, and that same with God, you know, we take our relationships with people, and we transfer that to our relationships with God, and how God just wants to get alone with you, and know you, and Um, I believe this generation, I mean, all of us, but this generation is going to know God in such a deep way. Um, And so I'm going to read this part of this psalm because it talks about being um, the Jacob generation. God claims the world as his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushed back the oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord, and who has the privilege of entering God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure, they will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. They seek the pleasure of God's face. Um, you know, that just God, that we would be a generation that seeks your face and not just knowledge about you and that we would just seek your face for who you are. Okay. So that's kind of my testimony. Um, Neam's going to share after we talk to some of the kiddo teenagers who wants to go first. Oh, they just love getting up in front of all of you. Come on, Popo. Yes. Antoine. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. You want to sit? You want to stand? Okay. All right. So um, Antoine kind of shared something in the van on the way home, and I asked him to just share that. It was kind of what he, one of his takeaways, okay, something he got out of of camp, of this conference. Hello. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. While we're at service, the pastor was talking about negativity and how you judge other people. And that got to me because, you know, a lot of people get judged for how they look, right? And, you know, like, how can I say? Well, like, freshman year when I first came down here to Dallas, I, I was judged because I wasn't very good at football, and it was hard because I had a lot of negativity going through my mind. So as time went by and I started getting negativity, I didn't want to, like, play football anymore, like now, because it, like, goes through my head, you know? And then as he was talking in service, he was talking about negativity. Like, it goes to people. And he was talking about how kids commit suicide. 
because all the negativity that goes through my mind. And that got to me deep because a lot of kids commit suicide nowadays. And, like, it's just hard for other kids. So pretty much it that I learned. <laughs> so how will you take that and go? What do you feel like you'll go into this school year with a change? How will you, um, what are you going to do different? Well, I'm not going to judge people. <laughs> I'm going to let people know that they're good and that they're blessed to be down here because God created them. This is um, Liliana. This is Antoine's younger sister. Um, All right, Liliana. I know that God spoke to you many times over this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, so she's going to share just on um, one of the sessions we went to. There were, they had kind of breakout sessions that were more specific, um, specific teaching. So she's going to share on that. Okay. So um, one of the classes that we went to, Megan joined me on this one. Um, it was a, a singers and musicians class. Um, as we were there, I was just like trying to listen and like, because I don't know. Like, whenever I um, worship, like, some of y'all have a word. Y'all come up and say it, like, today with Megan and Cherie and Pastor Ray. Well, they always have words, and they have, like, they come up and say it. But, you know, when you're worshiping or you're raising your hands or maybe you have something on your heart and um, the Lord tells you, go say this, and he puts something on your heart like they did today, well, sometimes I hold back. Sometimes, I mean, um, I'm not, like, going to hold that back. I do hold back, and I feel like the Lord was like, come on, let's go. Come on, I have you there for that. And, you know, I just feel like he has you there so that way you can tell it the way he wants you to tell it. He doesn't want to be like, okay, Liam, I'm going to give you this word, but I want you to tell somebody else to tell it. I don't want you to tell it. No, he gives it to you for a reason. And so I feel like none of us should hold back. Just, it might sound like kind of off, like, God, why this way? But he puts it for you so that way other people can understand if he put it on their heart. So that's what. And that session they talked about... um, changing the atmosphere with your worship. And it wasn't just for, you know, singers and musicians. It was really for anyone who, who worships, you think? Like, I mean, just changing the atmosphere with how you worship. And so what do you think you're going to do? How do you think that's going to impact your life going forward? And just knowing those tools, knowing, okay, God, these are some things I can do to change the atmosphere. Um... I know for one, well, we all have our own voices. God is our voice. He gives it to us. So as God gives me my voice, I'm going to spread it with other people. All right. Thank you. All right. Caleb, he knows he's next. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Caleb got this fun, you know, I said I liked road trips. He got this, I like to show off this fun sweatshirt he got. We stopped at this soda shop on route 66 that had like 700 sodas and we all got sugared up and you know we just we had fun 
Um, all right, Caleb, there was one night where um, there was a call for, for healing, and Caleb had been um, not feeling well. He'd had some stomach issues. And so you want to just tell about what happened? So I remember, like, the pastor, he was, he was preaching, and then he said, I have, like, some, I have a feeling that someone, like, some people are sick in here. And he told us to stand up. So I stood up, and then some, like, two ladies, I don't know where they came from, they, uh, uh, they went up to me, they, like, they told me to put my hand on my stomach, and they told me, they started praying, and then, like, after they were done praying, like, all my stomach pains went away. All right. And, uh... Tell about how you went home. Can we tell that part, too? I mean, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Your mom. You prayed for your mom. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so and then my mom started to get, like, the stomach issues that I had. And then, you know, I, I prayed for her, and uh, her stomach's feeling better. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it, but that's not it, right? I mean, what, what did that do for your, your view of, of God? This was an unexpected question. Like, what do you think, what did that do for you, knowing that God can heal you and like it feels like he he's always there with me that like yes. even when i'm feeling down like he's right there right, right next to me right. to help me awesome. thank you caleb we have amazing uh people in this church not just young people uh, amazing people and great parents too and that's how you get great kids right great parents they don't raise themselves right those those with five or more no they don't raise themselves i'm kidding i'm kidding all right uh my takeaways um i had a a, a great burden uh similar to what megan's talking about a great burden um in my spirit for for the gospel for the mission and the purpose of the church and for the return of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church, a beautiful church, a church without spot or wrinkle. And uh, we, f- we have a role to play in introducing people to the man Jesus, incorporating them into the, the church, and, and really walking out that commandment. And, uh, you know, I ask myself, am I living for the return of Jesus, or am I just going with the flow of the world? Am I just going along, and everybody needs a house, a job, kids, dogs, cats, and all that? Am I just going with the flow, or am I intentionally living for a purposeful day? I don't know the day. Could be tomorrow. Could be 10 years from now, but am I living for that day? Am I just living for myself? So, um, as we're there, I don't know if you all know about IHOP, uh, but they have 24-hour prayer and worship. 24 hours. 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody is worshiping Jesus. This is Kansas, y'all, or Missouri. This is big. And um, when you're that close to the fire, you realize how much you've compromised. Because the fire purifies. It's like, oh, God, I didn't know that was in me and that's being burnt out. 
Sometimes we've got to withdraw from our day-to-day and get closer to the Lord. It doesn't have to be a conference or, a, a, you know, an event, but withdraw. Spend that time with the Lord. Get that holy fire going and see where your compromise is. Um, I have a couple things to say uh, to the youth and then to, to the adults. To the youth, uh, to the teens, I see three things in this culture, in this society, uh, that is going to be obstacles for you in your faith. Uh, the desire for intimacy, relationships, dating. Uh, the desire for friendships and acceptance. And the desire for comfort worldly comfort and that might be for everybody Uh, actually all three of those might be for everybody Um, the first one your purity must have a purpose it must have a purpose Uh, if you're going to be if your objective is not to honor god with your body with your life uh, you're you're just torturing yourself (laughs) for the sake of purity uh, for the sake of abstinence You're, you're just torturing yourself have a purpose for why you're, you're withholding, with, withholding your, your body, your mind, your emotions. Have a purpose for that. He is the reward, ultimately. It's not your spouse. It's not your, your future husband or wife. He is the ultimate reward for your, your purposeful setting aside of your body. Right? If you're in a relationship, you're not married, or you know, the, the sexual drive, it's normal. But it should not drive your relationship. Sexuality should not drive your relationship. Um, and uh, only marriage is strong enough to contain that natural desire. Only the covenant of marriage can do that. Because it's God, it's ordained, it's, it's divine. Uh, and it's sacred. All right. Second point. We live in a society, an era of time uh, that rewards artificial perfection. All of your social media posts, you know, get doctored up, photoshopped, so you look perfect. That's not real, guys. <laughs> That's not real. We should not be living for the approval of man through a perfect social media page. Um, You are more beautiful than that. You are more beautiful than anything you can doctor up on Instagram. Puppy nose and all. And to be honest, you need that rejection. Young people, you need to feel the rejection of this world. You do. It creates in you a crisis that you have to take action with. Are you going to run to the Lord or are you you going to compromise? Are you going to run to the Lord who already knows all the things that are wrong with you, all the things you've done wrong and will do wrong and still goes after you and still loves you? Or are you going to go to the world who approves of you today and casts you out tomorrow? It's okay to feel that rejection. There will be some that would rather reject Jesus for the acceptance of their friends. That's a harsh reality, uh, even in the church. 
there, was, there will be some that fall away for the acceptance of man. But you don't have to. You don't have to chase their approval. He's good, y'all. When we sang it all day long, he's good. He's so good. He will not let you down. You will not feel the sting of rejection when it comes to the Lord. All right. The adults, the adults and the parents. Three things I want to touch on. Modeling relationships, maintaining a vision and, and a sense of purpose, and telling your story. Telling your story. Um, you know, Megan touched on this earlier. Parents, you are the greatest youth leader, youth pastor possible. It's not us. We're, we're kind of cool because we have ripped jeans. This is my first pair. Uh, we're kind of cool for that. But parents really are... <laughs> you're laughing at me. <laughs> parents are... The primary youth leader, the primary youth pastor, that's your calling. And, you know, there's something that I will never understand about parenting your children. You have an investment, a secret investment in your kids that only you know, behind closed doors, on your face, praying, calling out for your kids. I don't have that, and I have that for my kids, but I don't have that for your kids. It's a secret investment that you make that God honors and God rewards. That's why you're the better youth pastor than I am. Modeling relationships. What if our teens, our youth, were able to see healthy relationships lived out so often and so intentionally that they don't need or want to go date? Or need or want to go explore relationships. What if they saw it modeled right here? How a man should treat a woman. How a brother should treat another brother. How the elderly treat the young. And the young treat the elderly. What if they saw that modeled out today? They wouldn't chase after the relationships in the world. And there would probably be a lot less heartbreak for, uh, for all those young people trying to meet somebody. And really, I mean, the adults who are, who are dating too, they should be modeling what it is for our teens. What should that look like? Modern dating is about chasing the who, not the how. But once you get married, it's, it's not about the who, it's about the how. So what you should be doing is exploring and learning about the how. How, what kind of person am I looking for? How are they going to treat me? How are we going to interact? Prioritize character over charm. A lot of charming guys out there and girls out there. But character will come out eventually. You tie the knot, you spend day in, day out with them, character comes out. Character comes out. You don't want to get into a long-term relationship with the person who has the wrong character. Right, because you're in covenant at that point. You're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. All right, all right. Purpose, living with vision and a purpose, modeling that and maintaining that. Live like you're passing through this world and not setting up camp. Y'all, y'all are some of y'all are building an empire here. 
We're passing through. Everything that's capable to be held onto this world needs to be held loosely. You hold too hard, too strong, too firm onto that thing. When the world and the storms whoosh, take it away, you're still holding on to it. <laughs> you got to let go, y'all. Live like you're passing through. Hmm. We got to live radically. We've, Megan and I have talked about this um, a little bit, and maybe even with the parents. We have to live more radically. If, if you want your kids to be less like the world and more like Jesus, you have to live more like Jesus. You have to be more radical. My, myself included, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here, but I have to be more radical than the world so that my kids, our teens, our young people, they're infected by the love of Jesus and not by the approval and the, the, the ways of the world. Hmm. And lastly, tell your story. I, I love hearing about uh, you know Bill Griego writing a book, you know, telling telling the masses that God still speaks. You know, he's telling his story through poetry, and, and there's so many others like that who you're telling your story through writing, through blogging, through through other interactions. But as you go through your day, you're telling your story to people. That's what's going to captivate the hearts and minds of the people around you. You're living a real and raw relationship with the Lord. Tell your story. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be real. It's the real you. And the more you tell your story, the more opportunity you have to, to praise God, to boast about God. Right? If you, if you just keep the story to yourself, is what Liliana was saying. You know, if God's telling you to share something, it's got to come from you to be authentic, to be blessed. Uh, it, you know, if you're telling a story through another person, it's watered down. So, man, you know, my, my story is full of hurt and, and heartache and and divorce, and separation, and addiction, and rejection. But it's also filled with salvation, and joy, and peace, and recovery, and friendship, and favor. You know? Don't just tell the, the details that people want to hear, you know, like, the, I've been through it all, the, the, the war scars, and all that. No, tell them about the goodness of God, and how He's delivered you. That's the, that's the side of the story they need to hear about. Mm. You have anything else, dear? God is good, y'all. I feel like, um, you know, our teens, uh, our young people, they need to lay hands on y'all and pray. They do. Don't get up and leave. <laughs> Stay put. Uh, there are needs in this body. Right? And every joint supplies. So let's, let's look to the younger people right now uh, to, to fill those needs in your life. Do you have a need? Do you have a relational hurt right now? If you do, maybe you can bow your heads and, and, and you, know, you can raise, raise your hands in a minute. But if you've got some relational needs that you need God to fill, and only He can fill. 
I'd like you to raise your hand. If it's a, a loss of a, a child, loss of a spouse, or, or you know, any kind of relational gap, raise your hand. Be bold. God is going to meet you right now. And young people, look around this room. Young people, look around this room. Go lay hands on these people. Megan's going to help you out too. Lay hands on these people. They need a touch from the Lord right now. God, show up right now. Thank you, Jesus. You restore broken relationships. You bind up the broken heart. Yeah. Yeah, do a mighty miracle, God. Do a mighty work in relationships right now. You thought that person was lost. It is impossible to be lost by God. God, there's, there's some people right now that need you to chase after them. If, if you got somebody on your heart that you need God to chase after, put your hand up. Put your hand up. And young people, you can, you can find those, those hands raised as well. God, you desire that none shall perish. Not one. That is your desire. You're calling after that young person. You're you're calling after that young man who needs the touch from you, who needs to be transformed by you. And only you can do it. Only you can bring them out of the dark place they're in right now and restore them. You're so good, Lord. You're so good. Young people, just release that. You're releasing angels. Yeah. You're releasing angels to reach out to minister to lost souls right now. Thank you, Lord. God, they need an encounter with you. They need an encounter with you. That's all it comes down to. God, would you come and encounter them right now? You're the only one that can be in all those places at the same time with power and all knowledge to touch their heart. God, would you go to them right now? We need those. We need those people brought back. Brought back to life. Brought back to to living in, in glorious light. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray for our leaders in in closing, uh, our pastors, uh, pastors, elders, and leaders. There's a burden um, to to minister. Um, it's not easy, and there's sacrifice. Um, and many of you all see the fruit and the benefit of, of the work that they do, um, but it's it's a it's a huge sacrifice, and um, it can be wearying. It can, and um, young people, if you're around uh, a leader or a pastor here or an elder. Would you lay your hands on them to refresh them, um, to renew their spirit? 
I know I need it. <laughs> I need it. Whew. Jesus, come. Come and refresh us, God. Yeah. Come and refresh us, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we need to be strengthened for the day of battle. We need we need renewed passion, vigor, God. We wanna we wanna take this world for your name, for your glory. We need power to do that. We need strength to do that. We need wisdom to do that. We need influence to do that, Lord. Yeah. Just come and pour it out on our leaders, our pastors, our elders. Protect them, Lord. Protect them. Their finances, their homes, their families. We just pray a protection over them. Yeah. Yeah, Lord. You're so good. Let us take some risks in this house. Take some risks to, to really go after the world. To go after the lost. And God, we know you're going to be right there with us. Right there. Strengthening us. Encouraging us. Lifting us up. Opening doors. Yeah. You're going to do those things, God, because you're faithful. You don't call somebody to a work that you haven't prepared them for. Prepared a way for them. And I thank you. You're just that good, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Man, we got great teens, great young people, and great parents and great adults. Uh, Wow. Man, I'm so thankful to be in this house. Um, Can we just stand? We're a holy people in a holy place, in a holy point of time. Give God some glory right now. He's good. Give him a hand. Yeah. Yeah. He is so good. He is so good. God, I just release your presence over your people, your holy people. Just saturate them with your goodness. Today, going into the week, you're launching some of them into something new. Whether there's challenges or not, you're launching them into something new. Prepare their hearts for this week. Let today just be a day to be soaked in your presence Mm. and prepared. I thank you, Lord, and I bless them, each and every one. Give them safety and security as they leave here, as they go to their homes, they go in the community. Let them be a blessing. Let them carry the name of Jesus well. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, guys. Be blessed.